Number twenty-five, Ahmed Al Faruqi as Sirhindi. If God causes one to approach Him, He reveals Himself to him as the object of His desire without His knowing, as the fire of Moses, which He saw through the eye of His need, and who is the divinity which He did not recognize. If thou understandest my words. Thou knowest that thou hast need of the apparent form. If Moses had searched for something other than the fire, he would have seen him in that, and not inversely. Ibn Arabi, Wasus al Hikam. Sheikh Ahmad al Faruqi was the pearl of the crown of the knowledgeable saints. He was the treasure of those who came before and of those who came after. In him were combined all the favors and generosity. He was the Sinai of divine manifestation, the furthermost lote tree of the unique knowledge, and the fountain of the hidden prophetic knowledge. He was the genius of scholars, and he was the sultan of the earth. Which smiled when he was born, and was honored by his existence. He was the perfect, perfected guide. He was the caller to God's presence, the one pole, and the unique heavenly imam. He was the reviver of the second millennium, our leader and master, our Sheikh Ahmad Al Faruqi Asirhindi. Son of Sheikh Abdullah Had, son of Zainul Abidin, son of Abdul Hai, son of Muhammad, son of Habibullah, son of Rafiuddin, son of Nur, son of Suleiman, son of Yusuf, son of Abdullah, son of Ishak, son of Abdullah, son of Shuaib. Son of Ahad, son of Yusuf, son of Shehabudin, known as Farkshah Al Kabidi, son of Nasrudin, son of Mahmud, son of Suleiman, son of Masud, son of Abdullah Al Waiz Al Askari, son of Abdullah Al Waiz Al Akbar, son of Abdul Fatah. Son of Ishak, son of Ibrahim, son of Nasir, son of Abdullah, son of Amir al-Mu'minin, the Caliph of the Prophet Omar al-Farooq. He was born on the day of Ashura, the tenth of Muharram, in the year nine hundred and seventy-one Hijra. Fifteen sixty-three current era, in the village of Sihar Nidbasin. In some translations, it is called Sirhind in the city of Lahore, in present-day Pakistan. He received his knowledge and education through his father and through many sheikhs in his time. He made progress in three spiritual orders. Sohrawardi, Qadari, and Chishti.
he was given permission to train followers in all three spiritual orders at the age of seventeen. He was busy spreading the teachings of these orders and guiding his followers, yet he felt that something was missing in himself. He was continuously searching for it. He felt an interest in the Nakshabandi order because he could see by means of the secrets of the other three Sufi orders that it was the highest. His spiritual progress eventually brought him to the presence of the arch intercessor and spiritual pole of his time, a Sheikh Muhammad al Baki, who had been sent from Samarkand to India by the order of his Sheikh Muhammad al Amkanaki. He took the Nakshabandi order from the Sheikh and stayed with him for two months and some days until Muhammad al Baki opened to his heart the secret of this spiritual order and gave him authorization to train his disciples in the order. He said about him, He is the highest spiritual pole in this time. The Prophet predicted his advent in one of his traditions when he said, there will be among my community a man called Silla, connection. By his intercession, many people will be saved. It was mentioned in the collection of Suyuti, Jamal Jawami. What confirmed the truth of this tradition is what Imam Rabani wrote about himself. God has made me the Silla, connection, between the two oceans, meaning that God had made him a connection between the two kinds of knowledge, external and internal. Sheikh Mir Husamuddin said, I saw the Prophet in one of my dreams, standing on the mimbar and praising Sheikh Ahmad of Sirhindi. The Prophet was saying, I am proud and happy with his presence within my community. God has made him a reviver of the religion. Many saints predicted his advent. One of them was Sheikh Ahmad al-Jami. He said, After me will appear seventeen men of the people of God, all of whom are named Ahmad, and the last one among them will be at the head of the millennium. He is going to be the highest of them, and he is going to receive the state of unveiling. He is going to revive this religion. Another to predict his advent was Muhammad Khwaja al-Amkanaki. He said to his caliph, A man from India is going to appear. He will be the imam of his century. He will be trained by you, so hurry to meet him, because the people of God are awaiting his arrival. Muhammad al-Baki said, That is why I moved from Bukhara to India. When they met, he told him, You are the one whose appearance Sheikh Muhammad Khwaja al-Amkanaki predicted. When I saw you, I knew you were the spiritual pole of your time. When I entered the region of Sirhind in India, I found a lamp which was so big and so bright that its light reached up to the heavens. Everyone took from that lamp's light. You are that lamp.
It is said that the sheikh of his father, Sheikh Abdullah Had, who was a sheikh of the Qadari order, had been given a cloak from his sheikh, which had been passed down from the arch intercessor, Abdul Qadir Jalani. Abdul Qadir had said about it to his successors, Keep it for that one who is going to appear at the end of the first millennium. His name is Ahmed. He is going to revive this religion. I have dressed him with all my secrets. He combines in himself both the internal and the external knowledge. The Seeking of the King and the King of Seeking his visions and ascension. Ahmed al-Faruqi said, Let it be known to you that the heavenly guardians attracted me because they wanted me to be attracted. They facilitated for me the passage through time and space in the different states of the seeker. I found that God is the essence of all matter, as it had been said by the people of Sufism. Then I found God in all matter without incarnation. I found God together with all matter. I saw Him ahead of everything. Then I saw Him following everything. Finally I reached the state wherein I saw Him and I saw nothing else. This is what is meant by the term witnessing the oneness, which is also the state of annihilation. That is the first step in sainthood, and the highest state in the beginning of the way. This vision appears first on the horizons, and secondly in the self. Then I was lifted to the station of subsistence, which is the second step in sainthood. This is a station which many saints did not speak about because they did not reach it. All of them speak about the station of annihilation, but following that state is subsistence. In that state I found all creation another time, but I found that the essence of all these creations is God, and God's essence is the essence of myself. I found God in everything, but in reality, in myself. I was raised to a higher state to find God with everything, but in reality He was with myself. I was lifted to see Him preceding everything, but in reality He preceded myself. I was lifted to a state where He followed everything, but in reality He followed myself. I saw him in everything, but in reality he was in myself. Then I saw everything and I did not see God, and this is the end of the stations by which they had brought me back to the beginning. In sum, they lifted me to the station of annihilation, then to the station of existence, then they brought me back to be with people in the station of common people. This is the highest state in guiding people to the presence of God, 
It is the perfect state of guidance because it matches the understanding of human beings. I accompanied today one who has reached the end of ends, the spiritual pole of all creatures, the perfect human being, Sheikh Muhammad al-Baki. Through him I received incredible blessings. By his blessing I was granted a power of attraction that allowed me to reach every human being that God had created. I was honored to attain a station that combines the state of the ending with the state of the beginning. I achieved all the states of seeking, and I reached the ending, which is the meaning of reaching the name of Arab, the sustainer, by the support of the Lion of God, Asadallah, Ali ibn Abi Talib. May God ennoble his face. I was raised up to the state of the throne, which is the reality of the truth of Muhammad, by the support of Sheikh Shah Bahauddin Naqshband. Then I was lifted even higher to the state of beauty, which is the state of the truth of the Mohammedan spiritual poles, by the support of the prophetic Holy Spirit. I was supported by Sheikh Alauddin al-Attar, from whom I received the states of the greatest spiritual poles from the presence of Muhammad. Then God's heavenly care attracted me, and I ascended to a state that is beyond that of the spiritual poles, the special original state. Here the support of the arch-intercessor Abdul Qadir Jalani pushed me up to the state of the origin of origins. Then I was ordered to come back down. As I was descending, I passed by all thirty-nine spiritual ways other than the Naqshbandi and the Qadiri. I looked at the states of their sheikhs. They greeted me and saluted me. They threw on me all their treasures and all their private knowledge, which unveiled to me realities which had never been unveiled to any person in my time. Then, on my descent, I met Khidr, and he adorned me with the heavenly knowledge before I reached the state of the spiritual poles. I ascended on many occasions. One time I ascended above the throne. I was raised above the throne a distance equal to that between the earth and the throne. There I saw the station of Shah Naqshband. Then I saw under his station the station of many sheikhs. I saw above him the station of the imams of the family of the Prophet and the rightly guided caliphs. I saw above them the stations of all prophets on one side and on the other side the station of our Prophet. I saw angels around them all. Such ascensions happened to me many times. His Destiny Abu Dawood said in an authentic tradition that the Prophet said, At the beginning of every century God will send someone by whom the religion will be revived but there is a difference between the reviver of the century 
and the reviver of the millennium. It is like the difference between one hundred and one thousand. In a vision, the prophet gave me good tidings. You are going to be a spiritual inheritor, and God is going to give you the authority to intercede on behalf of hundreds of thousands on the day of judgment. He bestowed on me with his holy hand the authority to guide people, and he said to me, "Never before have I given that authority to guide people." The knowledge that emerges from me comes from the state of sainthood. I received it from the light of the Prophet Muhammad. Saints are unable to bring forth such knowledge because it is beyond the knowledge of saints. It is the knowledge of the essence of this religion and the essence of the knowledge of God's essence and attributes. No one before has spoken about it. And God has granted me to be the one to revive the religion in its second millennium. God unveiled to me the secrets of the unique oneness. He poured into my heart all kinds of spiritual knowledge and its refinement. He unveiled to me the secrets of the verses of Quran, so that I found beneath every letter of the Quran an ocean of knowledge. All pointing to the high essence of God, Almighty and Exalted. If I were to reveal one word of the meaning of it, they would cut off my head, as they did with Halaj and with Ibn Arabi. This is the meaning of the tradition of the Prophet in Bukhari, narrated by Abu Huraira. The Prophet poured into my heart two kinds of knowledge, one of which I have revealed. And another, which if I were to reveal, they would cut my throat. God, Almighty and Exalted, has shown me all the names of those who will enter our way, from the day of Abu Bakr to the day of judgment, both men and women, and all of them are going to enter paradise with the intercession of the sheikhs of the way. Al Mahdi. Will be one of the followers of this way. One day, I was in a gathering with my followers, reciting zikr. It came to my heart that I had done something wrong. Then God opened to my eyes, "I have forgiven anyone who sits with you, and anyone asking intercession by means of you." God. Has created me from the light left over from the creation of His Prophet. The Kaaba often came and circumambulated around me. God, Almighty and Exalted, said to me, "Anyone for whom you pray the funeral prayer will be forgiven. If anyone mixes earth from your grave with the earth of their grave, they will be forgiven." God said, "I have given you special gifts and perfections, which no one will receive other than you, until the time of the Mahdi." God gave me an incredible power of guidance. Even if I direct my guidance to a dead tree, 
it will become green. His wonders. One great sheikh wrote to him asking, "Did the companions receive the states that you received and you speak about? If they did, did they receive them at one time or did they receive them at separate times?" He answered, "I cannot give you an answer unless you come into my presence." When the sheikh came, he immediately unveiled to him his spiritual reality. And cleansed the darkness of his heart until the sheikh fell prostrate at his feet and said, "I believe, I believe, I see now that these states were all revealed to the companions simply by looking at the messenger." Once he was invited in the month of fasting, Ramadan, by ten of his disciples to break fast with them. He was present at each of their houses, breaking the fast, and they saw him in each of their houses at the same time. He looked at the sky, and it was raining. He said, "O、oh, rain, stop until such and such an hour." It stopped until the exact time that he had said. After which it started raining again. The king ordered a certain man to be executed. The man came to Sheikh Ahmed and said, "Please write a stay of execution for me." He wrote to the sultan, "Do not execute this man." The sultan was afraid of Ahmed Al Faruqi and pardoned the man. A disciple intended to visit Sheikh Ahmed Al Faruqi. On his way. He was invited to be the guest of a man who disliked the sheikh. The disciple, however, did not know this. After dinner, the host began reviling the sheikh. As he went to sleep that night, in his heart he said, "O、oh、God, I came to visit the sheikh, not to hear someone curse the sheikh. Forgive me." Then he slept, and when he awoke, he found that the man had died. He went quickly to the sheikh and began to tell him the story. Ahmed Al Faruqi raised his hand and said, "Stop! There is no need to tell me what happened. I am the one who caused it. I have met with the spiritual presence of the Imam Abu Hanifa and all his teachers and all his students. I have met them, and I learned from him and from them the Hanifi school." I met spiritually with Imam Shafi and all his teachers and followers, and learned the Shafi'i school from them. From this learning, I became an expert in both these schools, and I can give edicts in them both. I was authorized to initiate in three Sufi orders: Naqshbandi, Surawardi, and Chishti. He was so famous that the scholars of external knowledge in his time became jealous of him. They went to the king and told him, "He is saying things that are not accepted in the religion." They pushed the king until he put him in jail. He stayed in jail for three years. His son Sheikh Sayed said, 
He was under very intense security in jail. Guards surrounded his room on every side. Yet every Friday he would be seen in the big mosque. No matter how much security he was under, he would disappear from prison and appear in the mosque. From this, they knew that they could not put him behind bars, and therefore they released him. From his books. He wrote many books, one of the most famous of which is the Maktubat. In it, he said, It must be known that God has placed us under his obligations and his prohibitions. God said, Whatever the Prophet gives you, take it, and whatever he withholds from you, leave it. Quran, chapter 59, verse 7. If we are going to be sincere in this, we have to attain to annihilation and the love of the essence. Without these, we cannot reach this degree of obedience. Thus, we are under another obligation, which is to seek the way of Sufism, because this way will lead us to the state of annihilation and the love of the essence. Each order differs from the other in its states of perfection. So too does each order keep the Sunnah of the Prophet, and have its own definition of what that entails. Every order has its own way of keeping the Sunnah of the Prophet. Our order, through its shaykhs, requires us to keep all the commands of the Prophet, and to leave aside all the things that he prohibited. Our shaykhs do not follow the easy ways, but insist on keeping the difficult ways. In all their seeking they keep in mind the verse of Quran, People whom neither business nor trade will divert from the remembrance of God. Quran, chapter 24, verse 37. In the journey leading to the unveiling of divine realities, the seeker moves through various stages of knowledge and proximity to his Lord. Moving to God is a vertical movement from the lower stations to the higher stations until the movement surpasses time and space and all the states dissolve into that which is called the necessary knowledge of God. This is also called annihilation. Moving in God is the stage in which the seeker moves from the station of names and attributes to a state which neither word nor sign can describe. This is the state of subsistence in God. Moving from God is the stage in which the seeker returns from the heavenly world to the world of cause and effect, descending from the highest station of knowledge to the lowest. Here, he forgets God by God, and he knows God with God, and he returns from God to God. This is called the state of the farthest and the nearest. Moving in things is a movement within creation. This involves knowing intimately all elements and states in this world after having vanished in annihilation. Here the seeker can achieve the state of guidance, which is the state of the prophets 
and the state of people following the footsteps of the Prophet. It brings the divine knowledge into the world of creation in order to establish guidance. The entire process is like threading a needle. The thread seeks the eye of the needle, passes through, and then proceeds down to where it began. There, the two ends meet, form a knot, and secure the entire thread. They form a whole thread, eye, and needle, and any material they catch is sewn into the fabric of the unity. The Nakshabandi sheikhs choose to guide their disciples first through the movement from God, traveling from the higher states to the lower. For this reason, they maintain the common veils over the spiritual vision of the disciple, removing the veil of ordinary consciousness only at the final step. All other ways begin with the movement to God, moving from the lowest states to the highest, and removing the common veils first. It is mentioned in the traditions of the Prophet, scholars are the inheritors of the Prophets. The knowledge of the Prophets is of two kinds, knowledge of laws and knowledge of secrets. The scholar cannot be called an inheritor if he does not inherit both kinds of knowledge. If he takes only one kind of knowledge, he is incomplete. Thus, the real inheritors are the ones who take the knowledge of the laws and the knowledge of the secrets, and only the saints have truly received and protected this inheritance. He left behind him many books. He died on the 17th of Safar, 1034 Hijra, 1624 Current Era, at the age of 63. He was buried in the village of Sirhind. He was a sheikh in four Sufi orders, Nakshabandi, Qadari, Chishti, and Sukhrawardi. He preferred the Nakshabandi because he said, It is the mother of all Sufi orders. He passed the secret of the way to Sheikh Muhammad Masum.